Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 573rd edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you an American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. Get your daily reading from either of the writers over at the Red Bull News Network. But as always, this show will be covering American soccer. Excuse my audience member who is my wife, who just sneezed during this broadcast. And uh, uh, now she coughed. I don't know what she'll be doing next. Next thing you know, she'll be hiccuping on the air. And all I can say is, and all I can say is, More will be coming your way uh, when she gets that opportunity. But anyway, uh, as I continue to uh, heal up from my uh, from my current uh, wound situation and other things going on as well with that. But um, of course, the news yesterday, uh, sad news yesterday, obviously, in a a year. Managing for Leeds United has been sacked by Leeds. And currently at this point in time, his new assistant coach, Chris Armas, now officially the interim head coach of Leeds United. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, Chris Armas getting another opportunity to be a an, uh, an interim head coach, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what the situation will be with Chris, and hopefully uh, he'll do well. Um, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. But all I can say is, is that it's it's um, you know it's hard to talk about this a little bit, but the truth of the matter is this: you know as well as I know. The Premier League is a very, very difficult league to manage in because the smallest of issues will be glaring and glowing and within a hair perfection, you're out on your rear end. And, you know... Watching Jesse Marsh managing the New York Red Bulls has done, um, you know, he's done some wonderful things for the club back in his days, winning a supporter shield, technically two, but of course he left in the middle of the season to move to Europe to be an assistant coach at Leipzig in the German Bundesliga. 
before he found success with Red Bull Salzburg in the Austrian Bundesliga. And then, of course, joining, uh, rejoining Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig as the head coach, but unfortunately just didn't last that long and didn't really do enough as the results were not going his way. And then, of course, joining Leeds last year, saving them from relegation. Look to be off on a fantastic strong start to this particular season in the Premier League. You saw Leeds attacking. You saw them playing well. You saw them at times not playing well or getting their chances, just not converting on their chances. And because of results, not because of play, but because of results... Jesse Marsh, unfortunately, has been told, your time is done. Now, this is not the Bob Bradley situation. He had a fair shot. Bringing over Weston McKinney in this transfer window from Juventus to join up with his fellow U.S. men's national team Teammates in Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, and the first match after the closing of that winter window, unfortunately, the the loss at Nottingham Forest sealed his fate. People saying, and not just here in the States, but some also in England, how do you sack him after you allow him to bring over a transfer? You give him the winter window, and right away you sack him after after the fir- after the first day of the winter window ended. After the first game after that winter window ended, all you can say is this: the string of results, probably a bunch of draws and a bunch of losses combined, because he only got two wins out of his last eight or more. Unfortunately, put Jesse Marsh on the path to doom. And it was inevitable that this was bound to happen. I I don't think he was going to get a second game. I don't think it was going to be given a third game. I think they realized they had to make a change because of the situation that they're in. They are just above the relegation zone. Just above that relegation zone. Now, with the situation... At Manchester City right now, we don't know. We don't know what will happen after the entire investigation will be completed and what the punishment will be for Manchester City with all the financial fair play rules of the Premier League that were broken by Man City because they could be docked points. And that could push them down out of the top four. Or even worse, they will be automatically relegated out of the Premier League and to the championship. And there's also even word that if the punishments do fit the crime, the championship that also helps out with, as I understand it, Football League One and Football League Two. They could be forced down to the National League. 
We'll see what happens on that. But it would be interesting because if Manchester City is forced into relegation, would that mean that Everton, who's right now in 18th in the Premier League, they get saved from relegation, and it's only the bottom two that go down if Manchester City will be forced into into relegation on their own due to the Premier League severely punishing them for all the financial fair play rules that they have broken. We'll have to wait and see about that. And of course, the news of Marsh being sacked came out before the news of Manchester City's financial fair play problems reemerged, but surfaced for the Premier League. Let me say say this about Jesse. I I think Jesse is a fantastic man-manager, but not so much in tactics. I think he provides a lot of belief in his players. Uh, to me, it feels like he believes in his players. He, he knows what he wants to do. But I think tactically, if we're being fair here, tactically, I don't think he's done enough. Now, I'm not saying this to be very hypocritical or being overly criticizing Jesse Marsh, because I still think he's a solid manager, and I still think he can do a damn good job, whether it be for a club or if he gets an opportunity of running the national team or a national team, the U.S. men's national team, but we'll get to that in just a moment. I, I believe that Jesse Marsh, as of right now, If he wants to remain on the club level and remaining in Europe, he might have to go somewhere, maybe second division, third division, fourth division of England, maybe somewhere, maybe in Germany, maybe back in Austria. Who knows? If he could, does he come back to MLS? I don't think he will. If he does, my opinion would be, even though probably Red Bull won't bring him back, but if they bring him back, they'll just tell him that we'll bring you back, but you've got to remain in Harrison and take over and retake over and retake the New York Red Bulls if something doesn't go well or correctly with Gerhard Struber. But to be fair and to be honest, I think Jesse Marsh has to be a little bit better in his technical area, and I think he's got to be tactically better because sticking with if you don't do it with pinpoint accuracy, European clubs 
or at least the clubs in England can sniff it out a lot better than the MLS clubs can. Obviously, it's basically, you know, jam up the area, low block, and then go on the counter. But I think that the clubs in the Premier League can do it a lot better. They, they are able to do it a lot better. And if you're not able to learn it as fast as possible, then you're going to get burned. Be a one-trick pony every single match in and match out. You've got to change it up. Whether it be personnel, formations, or even changing the tactics. Because you're going to get found out. And sadly, I think Marsh got found out. So all you can really say is, is that if, if Marsh is going to get another club opportunity, and could it be in England? It could be. We'll have to wait and see. Could be anywhere else in Europe. We'll have to wait and see. But let me just say this. He's going to have to change it up dramatically and drastically if he's going to find success on the European club game. So we'll wait for that. But now, of course, he is a candidate to take over the U.S. men's national team if, if U.S. soccer wants to bring him in. And at the same time, does he want the job? I will go towards no, not because I... Not because I don't not because I think that he's not a good candidate for the national team. I think he is. But here's where I'm going on his side on no. I truly believe that the way that US soccer has been managing the sport in this country, the governance of the sport in this country, and the way that they hired Greg Berhalter, I would lean towards no by Jesse. I don't think U.S. Soccer hires Jesse because he's overly opinionated and that's the sort of person or head coach that U.S. Soccer does not want. They want a yes man. And that's what Burhalter was, a yes man. But you know, you, you never know. Things can change. Things can change. Jesse could say yes. And the the Board of Governors of U.S. Soccer could say yes and say, we change our mind. Come on in. Are there other candidates out there? Obviously, there are. International candidates? I think the current domestic candidates that are available that probably would want the job Jim Curtin from the Philadelphia Union. Even though I think he's out, I would still say they may bring him over Peter Vermees from Sporting Kansas City. And of course, for my personal opinion, I think Jesse Marsh is also a candidate. But it's all about does he want to be with them or does U.S. Soccer want him to come over and take the criticism you know, right in their face. Or knowing they're going to have somebody who's going to be right in their face as well. 
So we'll have to wait and see on that. But until we get the information, until there's a clear-cut winner when it comes to Jesse Marsh, Peter Vermees, or Jim Curtin, or someone foreign, maybe Jose Mourinho, who has been rumored currently, not saying he'll take the job, but at least his name has been thrown out there. We'll have to wait and see. At the moment, it's Anthony Hudson as we speak, as the interim. Until we get a permanent change or Anthony Hudson somehow gets that position permanently, we'll have to wait and see. But until then, just keep watching that space. Keep your eyes peeled and opened on Twitter, ESPNFC, and we will see who will be selected as the next head coach of the U.S. men's national team. But at the same time, I wish Jesse good luck in his future endeavors. I just don't think he wants to be a national team coach now. I think he wants to remain in Europe and be a club coach. We'll see where he goes. Will he remain in England? Will he remain in Europe? We will find out. Uh, As the, the days, the weeks, and the months will come during the rest of this European season and, of course, when the MLS season begins at the end of this month of February. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got my show tonight for you. And, of course, we're going to discuss the MLS Apple TV broadcasters who are joining up for English language, Spanish language, French language. I understand it's not completely done yet, but I'd like to think that MLS, after two rounds of announcing who will be part of these broadcasts, studio hosts and analysts, excuse me, play-by-play broadcasters with match analysts for English, French, and Spanish. I think you're going to like it. Once again, there's still another round, I understand, of announcements to be made. And then when those come out, we'll inform you here on the 40 Scenes Fire American Soccer Show, but right off the bat, and I got to say, look, I I know that he did some Premier League match days as the studio host over in Stamford, Connecticut at the NBC Sports uh, studio building. And uh, in Liam McHugh, I did not know he actually played soccer. I thought they just threw him in there whenever Rebecca Lowe was taking a break because he's known for being a studio host for the NHL for both at the time NBC and now with TNT, with Turner. He is now the studio host or one of the studio hosts for MLS's Apple TV broadcast group along with former Atlanta United sideline reporter Jillian Sakovitz and former BN Sports and uh, pre-game, post-game show host for local Miami television for Inter-Miami and Kalen Kyle. 
and they will be joined by studio analysts, former New York Red Bulls striker Bradley Wright Phillips, former Chivas USA, New York Red Bull, and LAFC, excuse me, Los Angeles Galaxy midfielder and Orlando City midfielder Sasha Kleistian, and former New York Cosmos goalkeeper Hall of Fame, uh, excuse me, uh, New York former New York Cosmos goalkeeper, former New York Red Bulls match analyst for the MSG Network for the Spanish department. It will be in studio Tony Churchy. Stefano Fusaro, and former Portland Timbers player Diego Valeri. Now, I think that's a solid lineup for the studio uh, hosts and for the match analysts, excuse me, for the studio analysts in the New York studios for the MLS uh, broadcasts. Uh, solid job all over the place. And uh, we will see what's going to happen. Now, as I understand it, the studio will be placed near Har- in around the Harlem neighborhood. I understand it'll be at Nick Cannon's studio in Manhattan, along Park Avenue, along the. Uh, for those of you that are from New York City or are familiar with the uh, Metro North Commuter Railroad, it'll be along the line going to the 125th Street station further up more closer to the upper east side to be honest with you but it will be at nick cannon's studio uh owned over there along the upper near the upper east side of manhattan and i believe that's where the studio uh broadcasts will be for their shows once the mls apple tv deal gets underway uh for the first broadcast starting the end of this month so that should be exciting, and that should be a lot of fun. Now, moving forward, the play-by-play voices for all three languages, right off the bat, we will have former LA Galaxy, LAFC, and former Fox Soccer Channel broadcaster ESPN FC studio host Max Bredos, former New York Red Bulls broadcaster for the MSG Networks, Steve Cangelosi, former BN Sports play-by-play man, currently with CBS Sports' coverage of the Italian Serie A, and former Inter-Miami broadcaster, Dre Cordero, former Seattle Sounders television broadcaster, and Currently, I believe, still with Fox Sports doing something on some games on the side, Keith Costigan, former Chicago Fire analyst, former Atlanta United play-by-play man, current WWE Raw play-by-play man, Kevin Egan, former FC Dallas broadcaster, but current Dallas Mavericks broadcaster on Bally Sports Southwest, Mark Followill, former ESPN FC, ESPN MLS broadcaster, and former Austin FC broadcaster, Adrian Healy. 
a good friend of mine uh, also the uh used to be in the press box with me a former b in sports broadcaster sadly only had one season last season with expansion charlotte fc now joining the group on the english side eric krakauer former fox soccer channel broadcaster studio host for lafc mark rogandino will be doing play-by-play it was also done play-by-play in the past as well former Chicago Fire broadcaster, Chicago Fire sideline analyst, and at times, U.S. Open Cup broadcaster during ESPN's time with the Open Cup broadcasts, as well as USL Championship League broadcasts, Tyler Terrence, former Minnesota United FC broadcaster of Valley Sports North, Callum Williams, former Portland Timbers broadcaster for Root Sports, Jake Zivin. In Spanish, Pablo Ramirez, Spanish language broadcaster, CBS Sports English language broadcaster for their Paramount Plus app, Adrian Garcia Marquez, and I admit he's one of my new favorites for talking soccer, broadcasting soccer. He can do it very well both in English and in Spanish. And he's also currently, I believe, the radio voice in Spanish for the Los Angeles Chargers of the NFL. Jorge Perez Navarro, Francisco X. Rivera. And in French, RDS, TVA, broadcaster Frederick Lord, and Matt Cullen, which will be for the broadcasts during FC Montreal or Club de Foot Montreal games, excuse me, uh, for that to happen. And now, the match, the MLS match analysts, as we get ready to finish this off. And here it is, the former Valley Sports North analyst, Kendra de St. Aubon, the former Altitude Sports Colorado Rapids analyst, and also Univision, Marcelo Balboa, former RSL analyst locally on Salt Lake City Television, Brian Dunseth, former Atlanta United analyst, also an analyst for Fox Sports' coverage of soccer, CBS Sports' coverage of soccer, Maurice Edu. The former Philadelphia Union analyst, currently also with, at times, ESPN and on NBC Sports' coverage of the Premier League, at the studio host or studio analyst, Danny Higginbotham, someone who uh, I believe has earned this position and he has done a great job covering the USL uh, Championship League, uh, the college soccer, as well as Open Cup broadcasts. For ESPN, Devin Kerr, the former Los Angeles Galaxy analyst, at times Fox Sports analyst for soccer, Kobe Jones, a former LAFC analyst, Lori Lindsay, former LAFC analyst, as well as being a part of CBS's coverage, and the uh, we call it Soccer Podcast, along with uh, Jimmy Conrad, Heath Pierce. The former New York Red Bull player, analyst for CONCACAF matches, 
in World Cup qualifying, CONCACAF Champions League, Gold Cup, and last year, his only one time as the TV analyst of Charlotte FC, Lloyd Sam, former excuse me, former NBC Sports Bay Area and California San Jose Earthquakes analyst as well as sideline reporter Danielle Slayton, former analyst of the Portland Timbers on Root Sports, Ross Smith, now officially the former analyst of ESPN's coverage of MLS and the U.S. men's national team in soccer in Taylor Twelman, and the former Nashville SC analyst in Jamie Watson. Also in Spanish, actually, Eduardo Vizcayart, Jaime Macias, Francisco Pinto, Carlos Suarez, and also, because he is also bilingual, Marcelo Balboa will be also doing Spanish as well. So I believe he'll be doing mostly Spanish, but I wouldn't be surprised do English every once in a while. And in French, two former French players, of course, the former Seattle Sounder, Philadelphia Union, and New York Red Bull in Sebastian Latou, who does reside from France, and the former Montreal Impact defender, Canadian men's national team defender, it is Patrice Bernier. So that is the lineups for the three multi-languages in English, in Spanish, and in French. Of course, as we all know, the Mon- F- uh, Club de Foot Montreal will be, of course, the French club that will have the French-speaking uh, broadcasters. As I understand it for now, which I think it will be, everyone will be on site at all of the MLS stadiums, And, of course, as we all know, St. Louis City SC will be the brand-new expansion side starting this year. So when that 30th MLS club comes in, we'll find out. But i got to say, and to be fair, it's a very strong lineup. Personally, uh, I'm a little sad for Dave Johnson. Who, uh, which I believe maybe he'll be retained by DC United in some capacity. Maybe he'll be doing radio for them. Of course, Dave Johnson is still the play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards of the NBA and still works for uh, the local Washington, D.C., NBC affiliate in WRC. So uh, he'll still be doing those games, you know, that, those games and uh, the NBC affiliate as well, hopefully. Uh, but also a big omission. Who knows? Maybe there'll be another round. We'll have to wait and see. But it's sad to see that Glenn Davis, who currently right now the former broadcaster for the Houston Dynamo on television, will has not been selected for this, and which I, I hope he will be. Now, he still does his Soccer Matters show on the local Houston radio, sports radio of ESPN Houston. So tune in to that to listen to him talk soccer because he's still pretty good, but you never know. Maybe this next round, maybe they'll they'll bring him in. We'll have to find out. But until then, until then, at this point in time, that is the lineups 
for the English broadcasters, the Spanish broadcasters, and the French broadcasters, as well as the analysts for the studio and for the, all of the MLS stadiums in the United States and in Canada. So it should be a lot of fun. It should be exciting. And we will see what happens when everything begins this coming February 26th on the brand new MLS Apple TV deal. Go to the Apple TV app uh, and, you know, register yourself a password and account and uh, get ready to uh, pay for your uh, subscription, whether you want to do it month by month or have the full season pass. It should be exciting. It should be fun. And it's all brand new, ladies and gentlemen. I'll admit that I haven't done it yet. It is going to be done very soon on my end. But I will say this. um, It's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing works and what and basically not just what but but how it's going to be broadcasted and we'll see what type of job gets done so all i can say is i want to wish everybody who have been, who has been selected by both mls and by apple congratulations on your jobs, on your positions, covering MLS, whether it be in the studios in New York City or at the stadiums all over the United States, and of course in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver in Canada. Good luck to all of you, and hopefully we will have success advancing MLS and earning the coverage that they truly deserve. And as we finish off tonight's show, I want to go on and say this. Everybody is upset at the coverage that Wrexham C has been getting because of the ownership and the docuseries of Welcome to Wrexham that was done by both international movie actor, superstar, Canadian Ryan Reynolds, and television actor of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Philadelphia native American Rob McElhaney on their ownership of Wrexham AFC and how they have highlighted them all over the United States to all the soccer fans in this country. And the way that ESPN has treated them a lot better than some would claim they have not treated MLS. Let me first of all say this. I don't care. Look. I understand if you are an MLS supporter that you feel wronged by ESPN on their lack of truly covering the sport and the league the way that basically ESPN FC has done and ESPN has done as a whole because of what goes on in Europe. 
The truth is, our league is still a growing league. That is the truth. I'm not saying this because I'm jumping on their side of things. I'm only saying this is because it's only been over 25 years that MLS has been around. And meanwhile, the game has been stable in Europe and everywhere else for a very, very long time. They're more established. The laws of the game have been more defined over there than what's been going on over here. Even the rules or the rumors, I should say, of, again, Major League Soccer changing up the playoff system really souring on everyone. Making the regular season more meaningless if it does come to fruition. I will not say that the promotion and relegation situation not being implemented is also hurting them, which I don't think it is. Because as I've said many, many times, we're not there yet to even have promotion and relegation. And, not, and when I say that, it does not mean that I don't want it. It just means that we cannot implement that mechanism right now because there will be financial deaths all over the lower leagues because they don't have their own stadiums. And even if they do have stadium agreements, they don't own it. And as everyone has said, probably many, many times over and over, well, that's impossible. That ruins sporting merit. Well, look, over here in this country, sporting merit does not matter. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're talking about. And I've heard you many, 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 many times. But the truth of the matter is this, is that until everything is stable, from the stadium situation to the erased the erase to erase that stupid pro league standards rule that US soccer has in their bylaws until those two are completely gone pro rel will destroy the clubs below MLS for those that do not have a ironclad financial health stadium situation. I still contend to that. And the situation that happened to Orange County SC of USL Championship, just because that's been fixed does not mean that the entire situation is completely done. No. Because I still expect more treachery to happen if the LA Galaxy will go for round two to knock them out of Irvine, California, and and Championship Soccer Stadium. And sadly, the the, the very visceral communication and discussion by those that continue on to basically tear down the sport, comparing MLS to fast food chains and calling it real soccer. Let me say this right off the bat, and and whether you're going to like it or not, I'm sorry. We have real soccer. We are just not able to fully integrate 
or integrate, excuse me, pro-rel at this time. Once again, it does not mean that I am against it. It does not mean that I have changed my mind and said I don't want it. It just means that we got to stay where we are until all levels are safe, are healthy, financially. Stadiums are built for every single club in every single professional league. And when that time comes in reality, then we can move forward and we can start truly fighting for it. Once again, the only one that you want to follow on common sense information and common sense, shall we call it negotiations with U.S. soccer, follow Chris Kessel on Twitter as he's a member of the West Virginia Soccer State, State Soccer Association. Follow Chris Kessel. Chris, in my book, common sense into everything when it comes to that mechanism. Go to his Twitter page, at Capillaire's The, T-H-E, Capillaire C, Chris Kessel. Because in my mind, he has common sense. I think we really, really have to applaud him for not going into the deep end the way that those other two schmucks, and I will call them schmucks, has been very visceral and divisive and, you know, wants to basically, basically burn the house down and they don't care who they uh, hurt. That's the truth. That is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And that's all you can say about that. But other than that, I want to thank you for listening to me tonight. Thank you for listening to my show tonight. Join me this coming Friday as I will be previewing the first round and reviewing the first round draw of the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. I have my guests ready for this one. Get ready to enjoy yourselves. Take care so long. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. I hope you have a very good night. And please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care so long. And bye-bye for now.